podcast is part of the Podcast Your Scene Network. Visit us at www.podcastyourscene.com. Hey, it's Bill, and you're tuned in to Three Questions in a Song, where the title of the podcast tells exactly what's going to happen, except when it doesn't. <laughs> this is episode number 67. With me tonight is Christian from the band Vaz. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, Vaz. Vaz. You got it. Um, I saw on, I think it was on your Facebook page, it was written as v, V-O-Z, which is actually um, Spanish for the word voice. I don't know if you knew that. No, I, I actually haven't heard that one yet, but it seems to play in uh, pretty <laughs> pretty appropriately. All right, so this podcast is kind of conversational, but also I throw some questions out, and sometimes there is no segue between questions. It'll just be like, hey, here's the next question. So that's your warning. <laughs> yeah, man. Sounds good to me. Thanks for having me on today, by the way. You're welcome. How is so, uh, Pennsylvania treating you at the moment? Um, it's not terrible. I mean, it's it's actually been a little warmer than it normally is this time of the year. Um, yep. Around here in Michigan as well, we were having ourselves an Indian summer if it keeps up, which is cool. I know as, as a teacher, it's nice because we can get outside still, whereas in years past, this, this is a time where you start getting stuck inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to keep in mind seasonal depressions right around the corner. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here, here's my first thing for you. Um, recently, you, you finished a tour with Animal Sun. What yep. is something that happened on that tour that you will never forget? Oh, that I'll never forget? Um, a couple things that I'll never remember, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, all around, man, it was a good tour. It was our first snippet of a tour. Animal Sun was kind enough to invite us on board. And so we were able to be with them for five states in five days. And it was just, everything was happening so fast when just moving from venue to venue. Uh, we kind of we didn't have too much time to to party out too hard or anything like that. Um, you know, we had our days here and there. Uh, man, I'm trying to remember any eventful situation that occurred, but overall, it was just a cool experience because we'll never forget the whole experience because it was our first time on the road. Um, getting the U-Haul was kind of a kind of a, a whole thing, man. Jagging that thing. I didn't realize how funny it was pulling up to a, a show with a U-Haul until we started doing so. And uh, I don't know, something about it was just going to kick out of it. I, I think one of the last things that you guys said to me in, in Katani was, we really have to get going because we have to get this U-Haul back tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So we hauled through to Michigan, and we kept actually getting a flat tire on that trailer. Oh. And <laughs> We didn't know if we were actually outside of any of our, uh, our, our boundaries when we were leaving state to state because initially we just kind of mentioned we were going to Ohio with it. So we didn't really want to call the insurance that came with the U-Haul. But, I mean, it probably would have been fine either way. So we had to just keep patching it on the side of the road. So I guess uh, <laughs> we'll try to forget that part. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we made it, man. We made it back and they didn't. I made it to work the next morning. It's back to uh, back to the grind. Um, so this next question is probably going to seem a little odd, but um, while I was hanging out before the show started, 
I believe you and Animal's son were eating Vocelli's pizza, which I'm assuming is the first time you guys ever had that because I went to the website and made sure there weren't any in California or or Michigan. Um, yeah, man. And personally, we eat Vocelli's occasionally, but the next time you guys come out this way, notice I said the next time, um, contact me and we'll get you some local stuff. <laughs> You know, we didn't have any choice on that one. The venue owners spotted us the pizza, so I guess that's where it came from. Is that a notorious no, to not no, really good? No, they're 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 decent, but there there's definitely better. Um, there's um in West Catani, which isn't too far from where we were. There's mm-hmm. a place place called Mel's Mel's Pizzeria, and her brother was actually in one of the very first bands that that I ever worked with. So, oh, cool. We, we could have hooked you up with there, or um, there's some some other places closer to my house that that would be cool too. But well, the, my my question, food wise, is what is the best pizza or food you had while you were on tour? Was there anything that stuck out? Well, here's the thing, man. We should have had some of the best pizza we've ever tried because we were able to stop in Chicago. And we got a recommendation. I forgot where they told us to go, but we ended up uh, going to a place that was open past 2 a.m., which, I mean, at that point, you're not going to get the best pizza in Chicago. You're going to get whatever Whatever's sat- open. <laughs> satisfies people up after 12 a.m. So, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, that pizza wasn't very good. Actually, the the pizza in Catanning was much better than the Chicago deep dish that we got. But we were we were shooting for uh, next time we're in Chicago, we're gonna get a little bit better quality pizza. But it doesn't always work out that way, man. You know, um, times we're strapped on time and cash when you're on the road. So uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm trying to think. I went to Chicago one time. I can't remember. It was. Mm, I can't remember the name of the place. It was really good, though. Um, but we were in a similar situation. We went to an outdoor hockey game and got the pizza at, like, 1230 at night. Um, but it was still really good. Um, I'm sure that they probably extended hours because there were a ton of people. You know, they filled Soldier Field with hockey fans. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they probably came out, like, special for it. Was it a – a restaurant open or was it kind of like a booth like mobile um they delivered so okay it was an open restaurant i i know probably if i type in chicago deep dish it'll probably show up um that was the one thing where and you know we kept uh we kept kind of learning that lesson because we had all this leftover pizza from that night and we we lived off it for the next day and a half. So every bite that we went back to was just like, man, we should have got better pizza in Chicago. But <laughs> it was all good, man. It was a great time. Okay, so I Googled it. I don't think it was Giordano's, but I remember hearing about Giordano. It was Lou Malnati, Malnati's. That's is, that, uh, is that Italian? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can't remember. I uh, cannot recall. Uh, is that downtown Chicago? Um, again, I don't know. They delivered to us. <laughs> yeah, the, a, was... memorable th- a memorable thing about Chicago is we're driving under a bridge. I'm like, that looked like that one bridge in uh, the dark night where uh, 
Bruce Wayne drives in front of that car and kind of gets himself intentionally T-boned, so he protects some one guy who's going to out him. I don't know if you remember the movie. I've seen it like 10 times. But then my buddy, uh, our, our buddy drummer, Elijah, in the back seat's like, yeah, they actually filmed that in Chicago. So I'm pretty sure we got to drive uh, around some of the dark night filming uh, streets, which was pretty cool for me. I'm going to age myself a little bit, but there, there's a fountain in Chicago that is at the beginning of the TV show Married with Children that I forced my brother to go visit. I'm like, when are we ever going to be back here? <laughs> it wasn't even on. It, we, I mean, it was March 1st. It was like negative two degrees out. And I'm like, let's go see this fountain. <laughs> That's funny, man. So you're a true fan. Um, all right, next question. Can you pinpoint the moment that you knew that you wanted to front a band? Uh, let me think about that. Um, it probably drag something up. Um, yeah, you know, I was probably 18 years old when I started getting together with my buddies who played musical instruments, and I would tend to hop on the microphone. But originally, I bought a drum kit when I was 16 from a friend of mine and uh he sold it to me for 300 bucks when you're 16 you don't just have 300 bucks or i didn't at least so i was making uh these payments that went from uh two years until the final payment where i walked up to him with like 20 bucks and like our senior year i'm like here man here's the rest of that uh drum kit money and he's like i don't even know what the hell you're talking about man (laughs) like you totally forgot about it but uh so that kind of piqued my interest in music. And from there, I uh, started to get together with friends who also play drums and my brothers in music and everything. It kind of happened naturally, I, I suppose, when I stepped into a, into a group to play music back when I was 19. So I guess you could say I met a buddy at Oakland Community College who played guitar that I'm still pretty close friends with that kind of showed me some of his music that he had recorded over his phone. And I thought it was pretty good stuff that I like to listen to around that time and still do. So about when I was 19, I met my buddy at Oakland community. Um, I, we actually have a, a friend of the show, a friend of mine, who's a lead singer of a band called the Hellfire Club in Ohio, mm. who was originally a drummer. And um, he told me, that when he was trying to decide whether or not he was going to become a frontman, that that he had some anxiety. Um, before I tell you what his was, was there any anxiety for you when you made that transition? Well, um, well, it's kind of tough to call it a transition because I've never drummed for a band. It's more of a side hobby of mine, and uh, um, but uh, yeah, I remember my first show. I was we were we were amped. We were and this was with the, I ended up starting a band with the buddy I had at Oakland Community. We were in a band called Avidia, which is like uh, I think it's like uh, means peace and serenity in some language. And we had a lot of fun with it. But our first show was in Hamtramck, uh, Detroit Metro in Michigan, and we were amped up. We were kind of nervous, but we were a total booze band as well. So. I mean, we practiced with beers in our hands and we played with beers in our hands. So it never really was too big of a of an issue of many people being nervous because I don't think we really had the the, the feeling for nervousness around that time. But, uh, you know, you, you do get nervous when you're first starting out, just a little bit here and there. Um, but those are just things you learn along the way. 
Right, so, so John's anxiety was he thought he was too short to be a front man. Oh, uh, this is a particular. No, man. Yeah. I think uh, I'm not. I'm not the tallest guy. I'm like five <laughs> nine, five ten, dude. And, and uh, a lot of good front men are short. Look at Prince, and one could even argue that it's a uh, kind of a a reverse projection of 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 you know not want to say compensation but it's kind of funny how these really short front men seem to make it up there and make the biggest impact so i was watching cool i was watching um <laughs> I was watching youtube and somehow i got on um funniest moments on family feud and i went to celebrity one and um kanye west was on do you <laughs> he is tiny <laughs> Yeah, he's a short. I think he's like five six. I had no idea. He walked on stage. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know they do a pretty good job concealing height. That that was actually kind of a, uh, you know, kind of a little bit of a rabbit hole I fell down was when I started to realize how short all these celebrities that I knew and musicians. So I really looked into it. Like Eddie Vedder is short. Everyone knows Eddie's about five seven. Um, you know, uh, David Lee Roth isn't that big either. You know, um, so it's just kind of one of those things. I saw that he he put out that he was retiring, and then like two days later, I saw a, a flyer that he's going into residency in Vegas in twenty twenty two. It's like the opposite of retiring. Yeah, unless yeah. unless he's saying I'm, he's retired from touring, but even then, you know, it's still it's still playing. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed a lot of comeback shows, multiple comeback shows from the same band. Um, like, you know, Black Sabbath has a comeback show every few years, which is cool. Everyone's happy that they came back, but it's I, kind of a... I, I just saw a notorious band for that. I Last week, when I went and saw Kiss. Um, they've had a few of those. <laughs> Why does that not surprise me, you know? <laughs> You know, maybe the people will forget and they can jack their prices up uh, a little bit extra <laughs> for their last show ever, and then they come back in a couple of years. But you know, they're uh, they're marketeers. That's what they do. They're great at it. Hey, so I have one more question for you before before we talk about your song. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one takes a little bit of explanation, but Dave Grohl, which should be right up your alley with your grunge influences. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters are known for bringing people up on stage and letting them play with them. So my mm-hmm. question to you is, who is your Dave Grohl? In other words, what band do you want to perform with? Oh, wow, man. Um, now, I never thought about this question, so I'm just going to kind of rattle off some uh, bands that come to mind that I think would be cool. If, uh, if Corey Taylor from Slipknot, but he would have to be in Slipknot, you know, I don't really, not that I don't like other, other projects of his, but if Corey Taylor invited me up there, man, I'd be honored. I'd love to, to do a, a verse or two of some, maybe like uh duality, you know, or like just something heavy. Cause uh, yeah, they, they're always a pretty big influence for me. Um, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Dave Grohl. Uh, I was watching a video where Dave Grohl brings up Kiss Guy, some some dude yes. um, who plays Monkey Ranch, right? Yeah, I'm trying. I can't think of his name. He was um, from Argentina, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he caught a lot of traction with that video. I actually went and listened to his, some of his originals. 
after that. Really? Um, I wish I could remember his name so I could throw it out there and other people could go look him up. Um, but if you go to YouTube and, and you search Kiss Guy, you will find the video. <laughs> Can't miss him. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think Dave Grohl is real cool for doing that. You know, he's a he's a humble just like I read the other day, uh, Billy Joel, he uh, he leaves. He doesn't sell front row tickets. He brings people from the back front because he thinks those people will appreciate it more. And he said that he's tired of rich people who are staring up at him looking bored. <laughs> so, you know, little things like that kind of keep it going. All right. So the song you sent me um, is Johnny B. Joan. And I yes, actually – Send it to Jonna, just the title to Jonna from First Angel Media. And I'm like, I'm almost afraid to ask what this is about. But <laughs> this is your time. This is this probably, you probably are not old enough to remember when MTV was actually music all the time. But no. they, they used to do this thing called um, Storytellers, where the musicians got to tell a story about their music. Mm. So... You can tell me about the song. You can tell me about recording the song or performing it. Anything you want to tell me about that song? Yeah, so John B. Joan is kind of uh, it's our our more pop uh, song, I guess you could call it. Um, it has more of a, a crowd appeal. A lot of people like it. Um, they kind of they kind of feel it. It's kind of like that four four rocky kind of song. And uh, I guess you could say. So JT, our guitar player, he actually wrote the lyrics for Johnny B. Joan, and he wrote the the instrumentals. So Johnny B. Joan existed before I joined the band. I just added melody to it. Um, and the meaning behind it is kind of a of a gender gender dysmorphia, kind of like a lost in your in your skin kind of feel. And we actually just released a music video for Johnny B. Joan. A, about four weeks back and kind of paints a better picture for it but it's always been one of those fun songs that we enjoy playing kind of people can bob their heads to and and catch on to the rhythm you know um yeah it's kind of fun to play cool all right so what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go ahead and take a moment and listen to johnny b joan by Vaz. we'll be right back with christian
right. That was Johnny B. Joan by Vaz. With me tonight is Christian, the lead singer and front man of that band. Um, so, Christian, I the way that the show works is the guest from the previous show asks a question of the next guest. And um, Okay, Vaz. Uh, I, I would like to know what the significance of the quarter is in your video, Good is Dead. So the significance of the quarter in Good is Dead, it's a little bit open for interpretation. It's it's kind of you have somebody making a choice and you don't quite know how to make it. And, you know, sometimes you look towards, you know, almost uh, superstitious means. So that's my take on it. You know, it's almost a destructive way of, of – uh, Let's bring it back to Dark Knight, Harvey Dent. I was gonna and, uh, say, <laughs> is, is it the the flipping the the, the coin of, of Two Face? Yeah, when you want to make your own faith um, or fate. Yeah, so that's always been my take on it, man. So just to to show you, I do know where you're coming from. The first movie that we ever took our son to, um, he was way too young and and slept through it. Before I say it, was Batman Begins. Mm, <laughs> so great movie. And um, I'm trying to remember which one, the one where they're fighting on the steps of um, of the town hall. Um, I can't remember which movie that is. Dark Knight um, Rises. Dark Knight Rises. That was filmed in Pittsburgh. And, oh, was um, it? And one of my friends is one of the extras that's a cop on the steps during the fight. Oh, way cool. So did oh. you get to see... Um, if, if you, you if you, and Batman. yeah, and if you don't blink and you knew he was there, you do see him, but it's so <laughs> fast. Like I had to pause. I'm like, there he is. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. If I remember correctly, I thought that they were doing some filming in um, Detroit for I forgot if it was a Dark Knight or the Batman or a Dark Knight Rises, but I remember there was a time where they're asking for extras for those movies quite vigorously through internet. And uh, it looks like your friend hopped on board. He did. A yeah, good man. Um, just to give you a, a little insight on Catanning, Pennsylvania, there's mm-hmm. a movie movie called The Mothman Prophecies. I've heard of that one. That that was filmed there, like mm-hmm. right where you were performing. Would you recommend that one? I have not watched it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not a huge horror fan. And um, that seems to be along those lines. <laughs> yeah, you know, it probably has nothing to do with it, but it gives me Silence of the Lambs feels when I think of that title. Uh, <laughs> you know, because they, uh, they introduced the moth as a as an interesting creature. Very symbolic of that one. Uh, it has something to do with... I know that the story came out of West Virginia, but mm-hmm. I don't know the whole background on it, but... So, and West Virginia isn't that far from where where Kitani is. Maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Hmm. So, all right. So, what I need from you next before I ask you a couple more questions is I gave you an assignment to check out the band Crash Army and um, come up with a question for them. What did you come up with? Yeah. So after watching, uh, listening to uh, "Happy Never After" by Crash Army which I found an intriguing name and uh, listening to them, they kind of gave me somewhat of uh, instrumentally, they gave me, and I hate comparing bands to bands, but Nirvana vibes 
And then they came in with a kind of vocals that I wasn't expecting that I appreciated the mixture, the mashup of. Um, I was wondering the vocalist's major influence on music because his style seemed unique and I wanted to know a little bit more about it. I tried YouTubing it and I I couldn't find uh, – we're not on YouTube too hot either right now, so I get it. But I was just wondering a little bit more about his inspirations, his influences. Um, I can tell you that they are a fairly new band. Um, I'm actually working on their EPK for them right now, and cool. I am going to do a concert photography for them on Friday. So they're, they're at the beginning stages. Um, they do have a video in post-production that I got to see the other day, mm-hmm. so it is coming soon on YouTube. Well, I dug their name. I dug their logo, too, and and then their music's there, so all they have to do is stick with it. Hopefully see him out there. Hey, so last two questions for you. These are probably easier. Um, what's what's coming up for Vaz? What's coming up for Vaz? Well, we were shooting a music video on the 22nd, man, and uh, we're looking forward to that. That'll be for Fired and Free, and that'll be to match a, a release of Fired and Free, our fifth song on our first EP, that five out of five songs that we are going to be releasing. And so that should drop next Friday, and the music video is to be determined, but not too far off from the Friday. And uh, we're just sticking with writing a little bit right now, man, and trying to shift our focuses to uh, um, making new music at the moment because, uh, you know, this world needs a lot of new music, man. I don't disagree. It's, that, that's the coolest thing about doing what I do is getting to hear all the new stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And I getting bet. some behind the scenes um looks like when I showed up and, and talked to you guys or I'm going out and doing the photo shoot with, with Crash Army or just hanging out with bands that I've known since nineteen ninety six that are still playing, which is really cool. Um Yeah, for but, any uh for any new viewers and listeners, I would like to say this man Bill takes great pictures. He showed up to a show in Pennsylvania. And uh, snapped a lot of good pictures for us. So if anybody needs photography, he's Thank the you. guy. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. All right. So here's here's my last question for you, and probably the most important one. Where can the listeners find you guys online and get a hold of that EP when it's ready to be released? Right. So we have a Spotify page right now that we keep pretty uh, – that's where our songs are being released. And our Instagram page keeps updates on it. You can do band Vas B A N D V A S E. You can find us up there. Um, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we'll be uh, responding to you. If you have any questions, guys, if you want to know more about our band, find out where we're playing. We're pretty responsive over media. We like we appreciate the uh, communication through through fans. So, um, if you are watching the video, the website is right there below me, bandvaz.com. B-A-N-D-V-A-S-E dot com. Um, I want to thank you again for hanging out with me. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. Thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, for those of you that are new to Three Questions in a Song, we do this on the 1st and 15th of each month. We have two other podcasts. Well, a podcast, another live show that you might want to check out. Um, the Pennsylvania Rock Show is released every Friday. 
Um, it is, you can find it at buildthescene.com as well as Three Questions in a Song. And then we have Friendly Fire, which is a live show on xrpradio.co.uk, which is a streaming radio station in the city of Birmingham in the United Kingdom, you know, where Ozzy was born. All right. Uh. <laughs> um, that one, we take music from our playlist and we battle it out with the playlist of the station in the UK. Um, we bring three songs, they bring three songs, and we try and match songs in the same genre. And then bring we, that uh, American versus Europe rivalry back. I like that, it. That's right. And um, then the people in the live chat box will talk about what they liked and didn't like about each song. And um, so far, we're not doing so well. We've had six episodes. We've lost all six. <laughs> but, but I keep saying this people with the scorecard keep winning and <laughs> and we're kind of in a chat box that's based in Europe so <clears throat> I gotta drum up more more uh, people from the US <laughs> right, right. come join us and vote <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know uh, the history is told by the victors is how they say it so yeah. listen ultimately we won the big battle <laughs> Right, man. We got the big stages. So. That's right. <laughs> All right. So once again, this has been episode number 67 of Three Questions of the Song. My name is Bill. You're about to hear from John, the American Hill Jack Lane. He's going to tell you how to subscribe and how to leave comments and reviews for the podcast. Uh, it also, I've neglected to mention, it also airs on uh, .com, um on Saturdays. So you have to check that out. And on buildthescene.com slash radio, um, I have it set for two different days. And I, <laughs> right now, it's not clicking in my head. But if you go to buildthescene.com, hover over podcasts, go to episodes for three questions and a song, all that information is there, including all the other 66 episodes of this show. You can find episodes 289 to 589 of the Pennsylvania Rock Show on there as well. And six episodes of Friendly Fire um, because it's still a baby. Um, my name is Bill, and I will catch you next time. Thank you. This episode of Three Questions of Song has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be introduced to more on-site music from around the globe. Don't forget to rate and review the show, and we'll see you on the next episode.